0: Hello, and you're very welcome to the Effective Living Series 2024 right here on City 97.3 FM and City TV. My name is Apioko. Now, what's the Effective Living Series? If you're joining us for the very first time, the goal is very simple. It's to give you everything that you need to empower you to be the best individual that you can be for yourself, for your society and for the global village in 2024 and beyond. Now this is week four of this series and this week we're talking about business and organizational resilience. So as to whether you're an entrepreneur who's just at the startup level with your business, you're, you know, you've reached medium scale or you're really playing with the big boys and the big girls in industry, business resilience is important and that's what we're talking about this week. Now today in particular, we're talking about managing business risk for organizational resilience i'll have you know that this series is sponsored by enterprise insurance so we're celebrating our legacy and we're securing your yes you your future so my guest this morning is mr michael tulabi he's assistant general manager for broker-led distribution, enterprise insurance. Michael, you're welcome. Thank you very much. It's good much. to have you, you've been waiting. When, when is enterprise coming? When are they coming? You're here today. <laughs> We're here, I'm here. You're here.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: You're very welcome. Now, managing business risk and organization for organizational resilience. You know, a lot of the time, when we think of risk, we don't think about insurance. And I'm sure in your practice, in your work, you've encountered many people who would tell you, oh, "As for me, I don't need insurance so i want us to you know just get into this within the the context of insurance and then business resilience let's start from there what does it mean when we say that a business is resilient
1: okay so thank you very much for having me once it's again to have you. and uh, before i go into that let me first explain simply what insurance is about okay. it is an agreement between two parties mm-hmm. So one party, the insurance company, agrees to reimburse or indemnify the other party who is Mm the client for certain specified losses. And as a result of that, um, the entity will charge some amount called a premium. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are two main types of insurances. We have the short-term, which is our area, otherwise also called general business. And then we have the long-term, which is non-life. Sorry, which is life. 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 So we have life and then non-life. Right. All right, business resilience means that the entity has what it takes to survive, I mean, changes mm. in the environment, uh, the ability to absorb shocks, recover from them, and then still continue to stay afloat. So basically, that is what resilience is about. So there are challenges that are about to come within the business environment, your ability to survive them i it makes you resilient. Now in terms of insurance, what it means is that then once you've done your risk assessment you should be able to buy insurab- insurances that will protect you so that you can stay afloat come what may.
0: Okay, so let's start from there. As a business, when we talk about risk assessment, the layman, laywoman's terms, what what does that mean? All right, so
1: because you are not a professional, um, you need to get somebody to help you. Mm -hmm. You can speak to an insurance broker. you can speak to an insurance agent or you can speak directly to the insurance company. In this instance, enterprise insurance. Okay. What we would do is to come sit with you, look at your business operations and then prefer insurance solutions that will safeguard you so in case something happens, you don't collapse because fire destroyed your office building, that kind of thing, yes. Okay.
0: So now let's talk about resilience in itself, business resilience. Why is it even important to be thinking about? I mean, you cited an example. Fire comes along. You didn't plan for it. It was a weekend. Everybody's at home. You lose everything. In a case like that, and in several other cases, maybe theft. I mean, you are the expert. You can tell us what situations would present a case for um what what do we say the way you can indemnify where you can seek reimbursement you know for what you've lost but when you look at businesses why is it even important to do this because some people skip the step in fact a lot do thinking that okay once i have god i'm good to go but why is it necessary if you're a business that means business to do this
1: right it's important because you establish the business for the business owner for the entrepreneur. You establish the business with the objective that you will continue to be in operations in the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. So maybe the accountants will talk about going concern. You didn't set, set up the business to do business just for one month. Mm-hmm. You are looking at into the future. All right. So you need to have. Uh, with that objective in mind, the going concern, the fact that you want to continue to be in operation, to do what you're doing, to make your profit, and so on and so forth, you need insurances that will protect you to make sure that if something happens, you don't go down the drain. Okay, yes. wonderful.
0: So now, what are the types of insurance coverage? Because I think that that's one of the things that discourages a lot of people. People try to go to Google as a consultant indeed I'm sure there are different price brackets depending on what you settle on. How can you look at your pocket, the coffers of your company and still benefit from what insurance gives you in terms of business resilience? Okay,
1: so there are, there are major classes of insurance because the classes of business. So we have the motor account, you have fire, you have accident, you have marine, you have uh, aviation, you have engineering, you have agri you have even oil and gas. These are Very major tall. classes of business. <laughs> Within this major blocks, you have types, the various types of insurances. Okay. So if you have, if you take Mutu, for example, we have different types of motor insurances. We have those for share riding vehicles. Yeah. You have those for commercial so vehicles. Your, vehicles
0: that yes. you, you open an app and order yes, a ride yes, for. Yes, right?
1: And then you have uh, um, insurances for individuals who use their car to and from work, to church, to the market, to visit, that kind of thing. You have vehicles that are used for cutting goods, Mm. all right, and all of that. Uh, Vehicles that are used to move um, uh, items maybe within the factory space, special type vehicles and so on. So within this Moto account, you have various types of Moto policies. When you come to fire also, The fire account also have various types of policies. You have the fire commercial policy, for example. You have the assets or risk policy, for example. You have the home insurance. Okay, Okay, all of these are and uh, some of the types of fire insurances that you have and and so on and so forth for all the various classes okay. of
0: business. So that also means that depending on the industry within which you operate, yes. your fire insurance could be different. Yes. Or you may even fall within a different bracket of insurance or yes. together. Yes. Okay. So now let's let's just take an example. Assuming you you have a, a supermarket, that's your business. Mm-hmm. You sell anything from consumable food product products to you know the fast-moving consumer goods to cleaning uh, agents for your home, uh, maybe trash bags, all the things you can imagine. General use, you know, stuff, cosmetics in your supermarket. You have freezers, you have fridges, yes. you have your till Indeed. and everything. You have your your lightings, it's yeah, all that. Right. You know, so for a business like that, what kind of insurance typically would you be looking at?
1: So for a business like this. Um, You are exposed to fire, earthquake, flood, and so on. Uh, For the property, that's uh, the building itself, the structure, and then the contents. Mm -hmm. The contents are also, in addition to the flood, fire, and all of that, they are also exposed to pilfering, being Mm -hmm. a supermarket, Mm -hmm. or where people can actually break in Mm -hmm. and take some of the goods away. The
0: shoplifting is there, as you call it, but then there's also people breaking in.
1: Breaking in. And then also, you have customers coming in to pay for, for what they buy. So some will use uh, non-cash means, right. others will use cash. Right. This money, cash, which is on your premises whilst you are doing business, is exposed because an arm robber can walk in and then at gunpoint take all the money, the one near the cashier's desk, or even money in the safe, yeah. all right? When these monies have been collected, they are moved to the bank. So whilst you take money to the bank, on route from your premises, okay. it is exposed. Anything can happen. Somebody, a notorious individual, can cross you and say, Give me what you have on you, and all of that. So these are the exposures okay. you have. Based on that, then you can take the insurance policies that you need to take to safeguard your business. When it comes to the money aspect, mm-hmm. um, you, we have money insurance. So it money takes insurance. care of money whilst on the premises, money in the safe, money in transit okay. to the bank or from the bank okay. now also related to money has to do with uh, your employee which may be the accountant or the whoever who handles the okay. money either the cashier or the accountant these people can embezzle funds of course. so you can take insurance to cover that we have that as the fidelity guarantee policy the
0: fidelity guarantee, guarantee policy, policy yes. okay. it will
1: cover Uh, instances like that like this where money is embezzled right, by somebody who typically handles the money right right.
0: but of course you need to be able to prove something like that of course to to get the reimbursement in in
1: insurance it always has to do with proof it's not just mere say you don't just approach an insurance and say oh this is the loss I've experienced no you have to prove it right, it always has to be proven so I have
0: a question then how do we prove some of these things because there, there are situations where people do have the insurance but they forget that at every point in time they should be racking up the proof in case something like that happens so what kind of proof do you look for as an insurance broker you know somebody comes to you this is what happened to me you can't just use your mouth what kind of proof are you looking so typically,
1: for let's say for the fidelity guarantee for example it will come from an audit right. that the company will do and say that because of a b c d that based on the audit that has been done, it has come up that a certain amount cannot be accounted for, okay. and then you do investigations. Once it has to do with money being stolen or money that, can be, can, that cannot be accounted for, you have to report it to the police, okay. that kind okay. of thing. Yes. So mm-hmm. we'll look at all of that. We may have to submit documents when it comes to the claims processing right. to validate uh, or to ensure that you have substantiated your claim. Mm-hmm.
0: Now when it comes to the case of fire insurance for right. example and I mean you can talk of the extreme cases of arson where somebody would deliberately come and set fire to your premises you lose or it's an accident. Does it matter one or the other uh, you know and does that lead to your ability to make a claim?
1: Alright right. so where you set your own property on fire that is excluded by mm-hmm. insurance. But if somebody else does, then it is covered. Okay. So un- under the typical fire policy, you have other perils which are mm. covered, all right? Uh, like the fire commercial. policy. The fire commercial policy is a sister, if I should put it that okay. way, to the assets or risk. Okay. The only difference is that with the fire commercial, the perils are named. Okay. So you know that I have flat cover, I have impact, I have route and strike, I have civil commotion, I have um, um, wind, uh, windstorm, earthquake, and all of those things. Okay. For the assets or risk, we only tell you what we are not covering. So once we say we are not covering A, B, C, D, any other thing that we don't exclude is covered covered automatically. Okay. Yes.
0: OK, wonderful. I'm um, speaking to Michael Tulabi. To He's our assistant general manager, broker led distribution for enterprise insurance. And of course, enterprise insurance celebrating 100 years of existence. And they're doing so many things, which I'm sure you'll be hearing about more on City FM and City TV. We're also sponsored by Hallmark Freight and Logistics Company Ghana Limited. Let's go for a break here from our sponsors and we'll be right back.
2: Whether it's 1924, 2024 or 2124, we've always known that you are driven by your sense of safety and well-being. It is what drives us too, to see you through from start to finish, from small to big. And in the last 100 years, as you have evolved, so have we also expanded to serve you in many ways from cradle to grave, with expertise in insurance, life, pensions, properties, health, and for those beautiful memorable goodbyes. It's 2024, and in all our markets, our pedigree is recognized, our strength respected, our expertise valued, and our solutions sought by all who desire an advantage in life. Experience the time-tested and truly trusted 100 years legacy of Ghana's oldest insurer take charge of your future now insurance life pensions property management funeral services health insurance enterprise your advantage
0: Welcome back. This is still the Effective Living Series here on 97.3 City FM and on City TV. My name is Apioko. My guest today is Mr. Michael Otulabi. He's the Assistant General Manager, Broker-Led Distribution at Enterprise Insurance. And of course, Enterprise Insurance is one of our two sponsors for the Effective Living Series 2024. And they're reminding you that we're celebrating our legacy of 100 years and securing your future. All right, we also have Hallmark Freight and Logistics Company Ghana Limited on the show, and we're very grateful for their support. Now, Michael, we've been speaking about managing risk for organisational resilience, and specifically where insurance is concerned. Because we can talk about everything else. Yeah. If you haven't insured your nice policies and everything you put in place in your business, be it a small-scale business, medium-scale, or large-scale, then when the issues come, you, like we've already said, you can't go and use your face and your mouth to go and, <laughs> and make a claim with an insurance <laughs> company. Okay, so let's move on to something else which is very important, which a lot of the time we probably don't pay attention to when it comes to insurance, okay? Workmen's compensation and public liability insurance. Okay. What is that?
1: All right, before I go on to that... Uh, another type of insurance policy that is closely related to fire insurance is what we call the business interruption insurance.
0: Business interruption. interruption.
1: So, okay. as a result of the fire, your premise—you can't yeah. use your premises for a while. Uh, it prevents you from doing your business, and therefore, for the supermarket you cited, yes. it means customers cannot come in to buy as they should. Mm. So, you are going to lose income. Okay, that can be insured also in insurance.
0: So it means that depending on how extensively you speak to your insurance provider Bro- yes. or your broker, or agent. you can actually get the most out of yes. your insurance yes. Yes. policy yes. Yes. Or, or a series of policies yes. or a package of policies. Right. Hey people, right. we have work to do. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs>
1: typically the insurance brokers and agents or we the insurance, we, we have the expertise to be right. able to advise you. So coming on to Workman insurance, so Workman compensation insurance or compensation for employees uh, is guaranteed by law under the Workman Compensation Act 1987. So as an employee works for you, if a person gets injured mm. accidentally or acquires a certain disease related to the job, you must, if you are obligated to compensate the employee. So that's where the Workman Compensation comes in. So you have different types of employees. You have your casual Contract permanent. Okay. You have those. If it's a factory, those on the factory floor exactly. doing actually the manual work, working with machines, mm-hmm. they can easily get hurt. So not typically this type of policy comes in for them. Okay. You also have your administrative staff, uh, the accountants, the salespeople, and the like. Um, we have a closely related policy called the Group Personal Accident Insurance, okay. also for employees, but more suitable for those who do administrative work. Okay. That is those n- who are not involved in, 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 hard, in the mal-hard years, lifting, using, the that using machines, yes, that, that kind of thing. Okay. So that for the workman compensation policy, you are using a machine, your hand can get chopped off, mm. your finger, anything can happen to you. So, And normally, the compensation for them specified in the law. So based on the type of injury, uh, if you lose one phalange of your finger, mm. there's a certain table, okay. we call it the third schedule, that will be used. Will, normally the doctor will assess you mm. and then based on that we know that, okay, you lost a full finger or part of a finger, you lost an eye or you lost uh, your full hand or just mm. a part of it, or, a portion of your leg mm-hmm. or including your tie, that kind of thing. okay. Every injury comes with a certain measurement which is used in calculating the compensation. Okay. Because the workman compensation insurance is tied to the law, the compensation is actually computed by the labor office, hmm. the, a government, agency. government it's not, agency. It's not really in the hands of the insurance company. Right. So they take in the law, they take the law, use the law. And then do the calculation and say, insurance company A, if once this person is injured, they can take the document, which is the computation from the labor office, to the insurance company. Typically, the law does not say you should take insurance. The law says you should compensate. Right. So you decide whether you want to use insurance Mm. or you want to set aside some Mm. funds for that. But we all know that setting aside funds, you never know the level of injury. Yes. What you've set. Uh, what you've put away might not be enough to compensate in in when the injury occurs. So it's better to take insurance and you know that you are insured, you are taken care of. So for the for even these workers, that's what we call even to and from work because the contract of employment is in pursuance. It's in pursuance of a contract of employment. So somebody, for example, has to move from one place to the other. These are extensions you can do under the Workman Compensation, where I say, I want to also take care of my employees while they move from the workplace to home or from home to the workplace. For the group personal accident, like I said, more suitable for administrative staff, that is a 24-hour cover it has no geographical limits. Mm-hmm. So, if your 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 MD or your finance manager travels outside the country, even for work, they are and they suffer any injury, or even for holidays and they suffer any injury, they can be compensated under the group personal accident okay. insurance.
0: Hmm. It's it's very interesting, and right. and I like what you said, and I want us to just harp on that a little bit about the fact that the law doesn't tell you to go and take insurance yes. when it comes to the workman's compensation, yes. right? But you have to compensate, yes. that's what the law says, yes. in the events that something unfortunately happens with your workers. Yes. Now, as to whether the money you are going to take it right from the company's coffers right. or you'd have taken insurance, to paid take the premiums over time, yeah. so more or less investing towards a situation like that so that right. you don't necessarily just have to go and pull the, money yes, that yes. you are going to use, use for like an operation. operational yeah. cost, yeah. right? So insurance always comes back to save you, really, if really. You, you if you do it well and you make sure that yes, you have so
1: it. So the funds that you have, you can plow it into your business, scale out the business, make more profit whilst you take insurance. Right, and yes. pay just a fraction of, of the value of the uh, uh, level of cover you want for your employees.
0: Wonderful. We're running out of time, but we need to touch on motor insurance right. because it is a big, big one. And it affects everyone regardless of whether you are you know, a business owner or not. Right. But of course, if you're, you own a business and you have a fleet of cars, I imagine that the perils associated with your motor insurance would be different. And what if you're a regular person moving to and fro? So mm. let's talk about that.
1: Okay, okay. Here again, before I go to Moto, just a little bit about the public liability okay. insurance. It is insurance for third parties. Whereas workmen, compensation, or group personal accident is for your employees, the public liability insurance is for third parties. So okay. visitors, clients who come to your premises so to do business. I come to visit City yes. FM and CTTV. Yes. If I slip, and fall down and break uh, my hand. Uh, you must. God forbid. You, God forbid, indeed. You are under obligation. You owe me a duty of care once I'm on your premises. So if I get injured, you must. I can literally sue, sue. You for that. Right. For that, you take the public liability insurance. So any injury, a visitor or a customer who comes to your premises suffers, or any damage to their. For example, I drive in with my car whilst we're here, something happens to my car whilst I'm here. You, are, you owe me that duty of care, so you can right. take care of that. So right. that's where the public liability comes in. For motor insurance, in fact, it is the most common type mm-hmm. of insurance you have around, principally because it is also compulsory. It is backed by law. You must have insurance for your vehicle. You cannot drive, in fact, it's an offense to drive your car without insurance. Is there a reason why insurance? the police
0: will arrest you yes. if you don't have that? Yes. You may have your roadworthy certificate, yes, everything, but if you don't have your insurance, motor insurance, yes. they will arrest you
1: you, you, you. you are committing an offense. Mm-hmm. For motor insurance, we have three main types. We have the basic one, which is the third-party insurance. The typically, like I described in in, in, by describing insurance, the insurance company is the first party, the client is the second party. Any, anybody outside the contract is the third party. So if I run into, if I'm driving and I run into a pedestrian, I must compensate mm. the pedestrian. And the mo- third-party motor insurance will do that for me. Okay. If I run into somebody's kiosk by the roadside, I need to compensate the person or somebody's wall or an electric pole or anything, once I cause damage also, I owe, I need to compensate the person. And the third party insurance will do that for me. Now we have the third party fire and theft. So in addition to the third party cover, you also have fire when the car catches fire or the car gets burned or when parts or portions of the vehicle is stolen Mm. or the entire vehicle is stolen. That's a theft. So in addition to the third party, you have fire cover and then also theft cover. Then the third one is what we call the comprehensive insurance. Uh-huh. So the comprehensive insurance is a build-up. So it, it has the third party cover. It has the fire. It has the theft. And then now it has accidental damage. That is damage to the car accidentally is covered. That's a, a comprehensive insurance. Okay. For the third party fire and theft and then the comprehensive insurance you must always give a value to the insurance company, mm-hmm. based on which the premium will be charged. At enterprise insurance we have been in, innovative in coming up with solutions with add-ons for the basic types of cover as I've described. So we have the third party amplified.
0: Third party Amplified,
1: amplified yes. It hasn't got, as a, a basic cover, but it has some cover for damage to your windscreen, damage to your side mirrors, and then minor scratches to the vehicle. This mm-hmm. is typically, these are typically not covered under the third party, okay. basic third party cover. When it comes to so the now, comprehensive, when, the,
0: when the motor riders come and yes, yes, hit, they your hit your mirror, your mirror side your, screen, once you have third party,
1: once you have third <laughs> party, it's not covered. But we have said these are things that happen so often. So, so to realize some benefit from your policy, just top it up a bit with some more premium and then you can get these cover these covers also now when it comes to the comprehensive insurance it doesn't cover things like misfueling so you go to a filling station instead of petrol they put in diesel mm-hmm. it can damage your engine we have come up with a solution we call the comp extra which, provide, which provides cover for scenarios like these okay. typically also for comprehensive insurance it doesn't cover loss of use loss of use is your vehicle is involved in an accident. You cannot use it for a week, two weeks, one month, and you have to check. So you have to pick either a or a taxi or a share-riding mm. vehicle and use. You are, you are, you are spending money Absolutely. because you cannot use your car as a result of an accident. For that, we call, we, that is what we call the loss of use. Okay. We have come up with an additional cover to ensure that you are, you are taken care of. Because ordinary, that money would have come from your pocket. It's more, exactly. more expensive for you. But we, are, we, we want to, we want to <laughs> understand your situation and provide something that is good and, and to, to make sure that you don't waste money as it were. So we reimburse you for that under the comprehensive insurance. Also under the comprehensive insurance, for share riding, we have an additional personal accident cover for the passengers within the vehicle. So these are innovations that Enterprise has brought.
0: Ha! interesting conversation. I I mean, I wish it didn't have to end because um, I just feel like there's a lot that people don't know Mm. when it comes to insurance, even beyond the business side of things. You've said things that can help someone who is not necessarily a business owner or a manager or leader within the business framework. But I've been speaking to Mr. Michael Otulabi, and we've been talking a lot about Insurance. Our topic today is managing business risk for organizational resilience. And Mr. Labi is the Assistant General Manager for broker-led distribution at Enterprise Insurance, who, of course, are one of our sponsors for the Effective Living Series 2024. My name is Apioko. You've been listening to the Effective Living Series on 97.3 City FM, and you've been watching us on City TV. Now, this week, we're talking about business and organizational resilience, and today, we've taken you to the conversation of insurance, managing business risk, for organizational resilience. And don't forget that the Effective Living Series 2024 is sponsored by Enterprise Insurance at 100. And a very big thank you, of course, to Hallmark Freight and Logistics Company Ghana Limited. Thank you so much. Bye bye.